Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as, like I say, in on every episode, we've got a great show for you today because we always do. We got D- Darian Lee coming on the show. She's done really great things. She's definitely moving up in the world, and we're looking forward to hearing parts of her story and talk about music. So, Darian, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're just on the road to the to our cabin, actually. You know, lake country, oh, well. all the lakes. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, as I uh, like to start this every episode right now because of the whole um, COVID, how are you doing COVID-wise? I'm doing good. It's it's definitely really weird. I I've haven't been home for this long since probably since I graduated <laughs> high school, which was quite a while ago now. I'm I'm normally mm-hmm. doing like three to five shows a week, whereas right now it's I think I've had a total of about four this summer where it's been socially distanced and safe and, and mm-hmm. good to have a show. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been really weird. You know, it's funny talking about you ain't been home like this. Um, when we first started the show back in January, our original plan was around 80 interviews the first year. I thought that was a great plan. Yes. And then the shutdown yes. happened. And I told Sam, yeah, you March. know what? Artists need to talk because they don't, they're, mm-hmm. all their shows are canceled. They're going to have more time than they know what to do with. This is our time to shine. And because oh, of exactly. that, we stepped it up, and you are now our 153rd. Um, 152nd, yeah, 152nd person. Yeah, we've had on the show. Amazing, that is amazing. And what an accomplishment for y'all too. So now our goal is 300 for the first year. <laughs> Heck yeah, We're why not? Trying to hit 300. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and you know, try to do this from home, mm-hmm. knowing you got like we got a storm rolling in. So who knows what's going to happen with that when it gets here? But with, with storms yeah. coming, with kids, with 16 month old, and all trying to run all this all at the same time. <laughs> it gets crazy sometimes around here. I believe it. <clears throat> so as we get started here, tell everybody uh, who you are, where you're from, and a kind of a brief overview of you. Yeah, my name is Jane Lee. I'm from way up north by the Canadian border in Minnesota. Oh, wow. I've been singing since I was a, a really, really young kid, but more more publicly since I was about 13, 14. I went into a competition, and that was really kind of my first steps into singing solo and, and just kind of like a view of what music is like. And mm-hmm. since then, I've just been going for it, and it's it's just been a lot of fun, and it's always been something I've wanted to do and it's you never you never had the same experience twice most of the time it's always something new and fun Mm -hmm. which is really cool I enjoy it a lot you know that's like with our show you know you're talking about the same experience twice you know although we ask a lot of the same questions right we don't get the same answers of course and then it leads to Mm -hmm. other things so every out of 152 shows not one is the same no. Right. <laughs> and we love that. <laughs> Which is cool too. Right. Which yeah. I think, you know, as a creative as like you are, that's probably why we all do what we do because as you Agreed. know, you know, if I had to sit in a office 9 to 5, I would die. Oh yeah. You know? I I did it for a little while in high school as like a summer job <laughs> and I realized how much of a busy body and a busy brain I am. 
Um, and his voice <laughs> sitting there and being like, wow, I really can't sit still for this long. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, I'll tell you, I'm the same way, and so is she. I am too, yes, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'd like to start a little light before we really dig deep. Um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Ooh, um, I actually really, I go on a lot of adventures when I can. I go, I have a group of friends that we always go kayaking in the summertime. I mean, we've got so many lakes up here that why not? And that's mainly <laughs> one thing that I like to do. Songwriting is huge. I know that that still goes with music, but that's something I spend a lot of time with. And, and really just, I don't know, I'm, like I said, I'm a busy body. So during quarantine, I've been doing so many projects around our house that my dad is now oh, wow. like, searching for more projects for me to do. <laughs> he's probably like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Oh, yeah. He's like, I think I've gotten all my projects done for the next few years, and I can't come up with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you? Oh, man. Well, I grew up with three older brothers, so you're, <laughs> there's a lot of drive, I feel like, growing up with all boys. And it's definitely put a sense of, like, mm-hmm. no fear in me a little bit, in which it mm-hmm. can sometimes obviously be pretty crazy. But all, like, the little redneck adventures that I've gone on with my brothers have been pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Tell us one of the funny ones. Oh, man. We used to – we learned how to – drive literally anything at a young age like four wheelers golf carts lawnmowers all that mm-hmm. stuff very much like a country lifestyle up here and we used to tie a little cart and put a pvc uh-huh. pipe at the end as like a handle and we'd put rollerblades on and we would hold on and they would pull us around the yard kind of like skiing <laughs> but on land that was something that yeah. we did quite a bit oh that's really cool wow. i've had friends and all that we used to do stuff like that when i was younger you know, at 48, I probably couldn't do that now, but I'll break a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I care to right now, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so at what age did you kind of look in the mirror and realize that you could probably make a career of this? Right. For me, it was – I kind of knew at a young age that it was a possibility, but being mm. from such a small town, it's it's easy to kind of get caught up in a – you don't have all the opportunity right in front of you, so you don't really mm-hmm. feel like it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leave that to a little kid's brain to figure out. But really, when I was – I went to college for a little while and, and was trying to balance a mu- music career around that. And I would say, honestly, when I was, like, even before then, probably 16, I realized that this could really be something that I could do for a living and, wow. and go after, you know. You just have to be willing to put on those miles. Because, you know, a lot of people always ask um, artists, when did you know you want to do music? And, you know, I like, you know, and to be different, I always like to ask, well, when did you know it could be a career? Because, of course, that's all, you know, most of our artists will say they wanted to be an artist since he was like three years old or four years old. Right. But it's different when they, when it clicked and they're like, oh, this could be a career. Right, right. So who's been some of your musical influences, and who would people be surprised about? Oh, um, I grew up with a lot of Johnny Cash in the house growing up, and I don't feel like that's a surprise to many, especially with country yeah. artists. Um, yeah. But Johnny Cash, Shania Twain, 
Uh, I, I really come up with a lot of different music as well. Having Trilder Brothers, it really kind of puts <laughs> a lot of music history in you because everybody has their own taste. Um, I, I don't know if it, I'd say strangely enough, but something that I was also really into growing up was things like musicals, like Broadway musicals and stuff like that. I think at the age of like seven, my favorite movie was The Phantom of the Opera, which I don't think is most seven-year-olds' favorite movies. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely mm-hmm. something that I really enjoyed with all the music in it. And what drives you now? Uh, it's, probably, it's probably different than what drove you in a few years ago, but at this point in your life, right. seeing COVID and all that, and seeing how rough it is to make it for independent artists, what's that driving force inside of you? What are you? What is that? I've always been someone that was very determined and very goal-driven, and I think that that helps a lot going for something mm-hmm. like music and a career like this. I'm really thankful that I've grown up with that, but especially now it's been hard to find that driving force, like you said, to want to continue but I think for yeah. me, it's knowing that I want to be able at the end of the day to say that I gave it absolutely everything that I have. And I know that at this point, I still haven't given it everything. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I guess, when you would say that point is for yourself. But I think <laughs> yeah. for me, it's also mm-hmm. feeling like I like I owe it to myself to really just push and drive for what I want. And even yeah. through this whole COVID thing, it's it's seeing the connections people make through music that keeps me really enjoying what I do. Yeah, and, and I totally get what's, where you're coming from because I'm one of them that likes to, you know, I would rather die broke than to have that yep. question, what if? You know, 100%. I, that, what if drives me? And I remember yes. actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014 and shut it down in 2015. It just got too much back then. And and right. for other personal reasons, but it, but it, uh, there was always that piece of me that says, "What if? What if we can do?" I mean, it ate me alive. Now, I remember three years later, at the end of um, 2018, October 2018, I told Sandy, "I was like, you know, nobody's never purchased NewCountryBuzz.com back, you know." And I'm like, "It's still available, even though because we let it go and everything." I think mm-hmm. that's a sign. And I think we're supposed to relaunch and finish what we started. And Heck yeah. she's like, let's let's do it. And I had and mm-hmm. cause it was a piece of me that was missing. Once music's in you, it's in you. You're, you can't leave it. You know, it's like I hear right. many artists say they didn't choose music; it chose them. That's how I feel about all this. It chose me. And right. It chose us. And it's like I look back, and and we had no idea we were going to do a show and all that. And it just little steps by steps just kept happening. And here we are. 152 um, interviews in, not knowing where we're going a little bit, but enjoying the process, that's for sure. So I get what you're saying, that that it's the what if that you don't want to ever yes. see. And speaking of that, always, one thing I like to do on our show is go to the other, is to talk about that side of it. You know, people see the, they see the glory of the artist like a Blake Shelton or a Miranda, right. but they don't see the grind. They don't see the sacrifices. And I'm going to tell a quick story that will lead us to where I want this part to go. Back in 2014, before we, of course, shut down, we um, interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, mm-hmm. they were full-time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, 
go do that and just keep music as a hobby. Because the moment you take it as a career, you have to eat, sleep, think different. You have to eat, sleep, mm-hmm. breathe music. So you don't get weekends with your friends and family, and they, and they never understand right. that. You don't, you don't get holidays with your friends and family. They don't understand that, and they won't understand that. They think that you're stuck up now and stuff because they don't get to spend that time with you because you got gigs all the time now. She, right. she said, "You have if you have a bad day today, you got a gig tonight. Doesn't matter. You got to get on that stage mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow. Because even though it's a passion, it's now your job." She says, "But yep. if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it." What do you think of what she said? Wow. Let's go there a little bit. Yeah, that is is so profound as well, and <laughs> something that I can relate to. In so many ways, people in it, I've been really lucky to have friends that that are understanding or can understand mm-hmm. it to a degree. Um, and yeah. I have a lot of artist friends, so it's nice to have people that understand what you're saying. But, yeah, I've missed weddings, birthdays, funerals, you name it, I've missed it. And it's something that mm-hmm. it, it does weigh on a person, too, to have missed all that stuff. But I love that what she said. If you can't put your heart in anything else, just go all in. I, I love that. And of course, you know, I've got some people say that they, that you you still got to have a job to make it on some people, and, and I don't think that's what she meant by going all in. I think going all in, right. is you keep you you keep your job just enough to to pay your bills, but everything outside mm-hmm. of that, you are all in. <laughs> For sure. <clears throat> and you know, because again, you know, like me and you was talking about before the show. You know, music is one of them things where you're you're either all in or you're not. It's just not. Yeah. You know, there is no in between here if you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're you're absolutely right, and I think that it's it's interesting to see the things that people don't realize goes into music too. Even when it comes mm-hmm. down to recording a song, they don't understand the mix of it. And I also feel like that that doesn't just fall on them. That also is falls on us as artists for not allow not not maybe allowing but not letting them into that so i think it's cool to yeah. let people see that this truly is a process and we do mm-hmm. really have to ride our wave on our songs really hard and and it is a process to write a song and get in the studio and release a song for you and i think it's important that they do see that as well because i think mm-hmm. a lot of the times like we had said earlier music can be seen as kind of like a like almost a hobby or just like an easy thing to do, but it is in fact, isn't easy to do. And there is a lot more that goes into it. And I try really mm-hmm. hard to let people see that stuff too, but I know I don't obviously show it all, but I think, I think it's our job as artists as well. If we want people to understand, we have to lay it out there for them to understand. Yeah. <clears throat> now that we talked about a little bit about that side of it. And again, I always like to talk about that side because I think that, very few people really hit the sacrifices that are involved. Right. That's why people have a misconception of music. Now, after the sacrifices go, let's go to the other way of now what makes it worth it. Um, when you look right. back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that, or my band got to do that? You know what? Yeah. I think for me it's in the little, even just the smallest conversation after a show, where someone comes up to you and just talks to you about how much your music means to them. And you don't realize it while you're doing it, that what you're doing can have an impact. 
and then you see that it has, and it's something that I don't even know if there's enough words to be able to completely describe, and, and the mm-hmm. opportunities to open for people that I've opened for, and, and just to play at these venues that I always wanted to play at as a kid and dreamt of playing at. It's so insane to see yourself doing these things, and and like yesterday, I got news that wherever I go is 49 on the Music Row charts, which is something that oh, wow. is so so crazy. And like, <laughs> never in your wildest dreams would you think of that. And it just makes all of it, all of it, well worth it. You talked about venues. What's some of your favorite ones you've played at? Oh man, I have really enjoyed doing shows by the lake, especially now with everything <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of fun to do those. I've played, honestly, any sort of like theater is always the most fun just because it's such a mm-hmm. different vibe in a room like that. Um, I've got a lot of dream venues still that I want to get to, but I've definitely played a few that I've been like, whoa, this is, this is really cool. That is really awesome. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to play your song, Wherever I Go, and we come back, we'll talk about the song. How's that? Awesome, that sounds good. Okay, hang on the line. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. If you're looking for me, I'm probably driving around the top down pretending I'm in a music video.
we allow our eight year old to come on and ask one question to each artist. And um, <laughs> so Sandy's going to get him on real quick. And when we got a 16 month old daughter, and when she gets older, older we'll plug her into. <laughs> hey, there you go. That'd be adorable. <laughs> It'll really be a family affair. There you yeah. go. I love yes. it. I love here's, it. Here's Christopher. Oh, what's his name? It's Daria. Hi, Daria. What's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food. Oh, man. Hitting me with the hard questions. I really like <laughs> spaghetti or, like, ice cream, to be honest with you. Those are, like, my absolute fave. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yours, Lucas? Pizza. I love it. <laughs> we got all the three great things right there. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> it comes and goes quick. But, you know, <laughs> hey, he, I've always been taught. important stuff. Yep, there you go. Always <laughs> yeah. been, and you know what's funny is, is the artists remember him more than anything. I mean, there, there are many times we'll be watching oh, they do. a live on uh, on Facebook of someone that we interviewed, mm-hmm. and they'll talk about our show. Bring him up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is so fun. And how fun so, for him to grow up with that and that memory of being able to talk to all these people and just ask a fun little cute question like that. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, because you know, and um, yeah. Because what will be really cool is, you know, someone becomes – because we actually, back in 2015, got to interview Kelsey Ballerini. Now, that was before wow. he came along, or at the beginning of when he came yeah. along. Um, so, he, right. of course, he, he wasn't asking really questions back then. But wouldn't it be cool to where one of the artists that we interviewed, at least he can look back and say, hey, I, I asked a question to her when before everybody knew who she <laughs> exactly. was. Exactly. Right. That is so cool. <laughs> and, you, and you never know. Because we're planning on moving to Nashville next year. Um, so oh, we're trying awesome. to make plans now for that because you know everything we do, we kind of need to be there. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Definitely so the place could, to be. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you w- want to write about? Honestly, I think Johnny Cash would be so much I knew fun. You were but if say I could that. go. I it, it's so predictable, right? I would really love to write with Shania Twain and cool I just too. lost the name of her writer that she always writes with. I feel like mm-hmm. every song they write you just get to know her so well in and really I mean every Shania Twain song is amazing, so you can't go wrong there. <laughs> yeah, our our wedding song back in two thousand two, seventeen years ago, almost eighteen years mm-hmm. was from this moment. I love that song. That's beautiful. <clears throat> and, and and you know we're we're like on our twentieth wedding anniversary. We're planning on probably renewing our vows. And I'm I'm like you know what? Maybe we should do "You're Still the One" as the wedding song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for twenty years. That's, I, that's a great song still. Two of my favorites. Maybe have her. Maybe convince her somehow to come actually do the song at the wedding. That'd be cool. There we go. I mean, she's originally from Canada, which isn't too far from me. Maybe maybe we can get some, like, letters going or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is a song that you've heard out there? And, and I'm sure there's going to be many, but just kind of one that pops out in your mind when I first asked this. But what's a song out there that you've thought that you've heard on the radio? Said, Man, I wish I wrote that. Oh, that one is – I get that question a lot, and every time it's always more hard red entry. Huh. That song, the first oh, time I heard it, one. I was like, 
you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is beautiful. This is <laughs> the perfect song. Why did I never think of this? <laughs> <laughs> that is a real, that's a, a love, love, love that song. Oh, we love that one, yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Your... And it's something that I feel like everyone oh. everyone can kind of relate to to some extent. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So what is your songwriting process? I mean, what do you Ooh. write the music first, or what? I mean, take us to, and, I, and I'm sure probably different songs are different, but what is it that you normally do when you say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and write a song? Right. So I'm one of those people that writing is really personal, and it's always driven by something I've experienced or a conversation I've had or something that someone has told me they experienced, whatever it might be. And so it always kind of ends up, I like for them to be a spur of the moment sort of thing if I can oh, well. um, and it's one of those things where normally I'll get a few lyrics in my head and then I grab my guitar if it's around me and I just kind of start playing and just singing along and it all just kind of flows from that point when it's writes with um, other artists and stuff like that it's I always call it the there's a thing called the Minnesotan goodbye where it takes a very long time and many goodbyes to actually leave um, I switch it, and I yeah. call it the Nashville hello. Whenever I'm in a co-write, sure. the hello mm-hmm. takes a long time, and then you finally get to writing the song. But it works out yeah. perfect because you really kind of get your conversation in, and you set the vibe in the room. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I know that each song is like a baby to you. I get that. But I still have to ask, what song of yours means the most and why? Oh, that's a hard question. I think on right now, I feel like that answer would change really often for yeah. me, especially being that they're personal. Right now, I just recently wrote a song here during quarantine um, that's called Next to Me, and it's kind of, it's about mm-hmm. that that vulnerable moment where you let someone really into your life, whether it be a friend or a significant other, and you really just, you realize after a while of being vulnerable with them that you have been vulnerable, and that's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and it's, it's necessary in life to obviously open up and and it's just, in a way, almost explaining to someone that you have been so open with them and, and hoping that, in turn, you don't get hurt. And that one's probably one of my closer songs right now for me. And that's what we love about songwriters, because, you know, as a songwriter, you have to be vulnerable, because if you don't feel the song, the fans won't feel the song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to pour your heart out into that music. And all that. So as a songwriter, you got to get on that stage and hope that people can feel it with you, and that's a very vulnerable moment. Oh, absolutely! It really is. <clears throat> because that's your baby. <laughs> it is one hundred percent. So, as a songwriter, that you, you know, and all that, you probably developed some friendships with other people who write and also sing. Um, Tell us a couple people that fans should know about. Oh, man, I have so many friends that I want people to see and, and to hear and just, like, love as much as I do and see their talent like I do. Um, one of, My friend Lisa Coulter is someone that I'm really close with, and we write mm-hmm. all the time. Zach Allen, he's was a was in the Marine Corps. He's a Marine Corps vet. He has one of the smoothest voices you will hear, and his writing is something – relative hmm. to like a Luke Combs meets Garth oh, Brooks wow. and it, with his yeah. twist on it. And it, it is all like so, so good. Um, I have 
so many friends that I want to just see them succeed in every way possible. But right off the top of my head, those are absolutely two of them for me. Oh, well. <clears throat> so I'm about to ask a question of a purpose, the way I ask this, and I'll explain the purpose right after I ask. But if you had gotcha. a magic wand, <laughs> and if you had a magic wand, and, every, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm kind of asking it in that way, I want artists to kind of open their mind and really think where they want to be because this past February he made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was. Mm-hmm. The answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I, want, I always like to ask wow. it this way because I want artists to understand a lot can happen in five years. And since you're already starting a chart, a lot can happen in five years. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Oh, man. Five years. One of my biggest dreams is to sing at the Grand Old Opry. So I would hope that I would have, if I could wave a magic wand, it'd be having had sung at the uh, Grand Old Opry a few times, um, have a number one on radio, and to be living in Nashville and just going on tours and and really just living every artist kind of like life that I'm sure all of us yeah. want as well. But really, yeah, the Grand Old Opry hitting a number one yeah. and hopefully have had an album out that does pretty well too. But mostly just yeah. connecting with fans. I think that's yeah. something that I'd really, really like to do. <clears throat> you know, we More had an artist recently on the show that, that one of their main ones was, was at the Grand Old Opry. And I think it was, and I think he he told us that he's actually had opportunities to sing with people on that stage, mm-hmm. and he turned it down. And wow. he, he said, "I want my first time to mean something." Oh yeah. So he said he wants it to be that moment that you sing right on that in that circle. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. I went on a. I think everybody's done it at least once or twice. I mm. went on a tour of the Grand Old Opry and. They always invite people to step in the circle and to take the photo and everything. Mm-hmm. But for me, I didn't want to touch the circle because I feel like that's something oh, uh, that, as an artist, sacred. you get yeah. invited into. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like right. that's the one thing that means more than all of the music for us, I feel like, especially. So for me, my parents stepped in it and they took the photo, but I, I stood back <laughs> and didn't want to step in it. I looked at it. I got to see what it would look like. Um, but for me to step in that, it, I want to be invited. I want it to be something that I've earned through hard work and just true dedication. And I love – see, I wish people can see this side of artists because, you know, a, a lot of times you hear people say, well, artists just need to get a real job. And I always yeah. stop people on that and say, you know, don't tell an artist they need to get a real job because they got something better. they got a passion to live for. And right. They just don't see what you just said. You just said something that, that I think is everything. You just said you will not step in that circle because of what that means. That's mm-hmm. powerful. And your average person would never get that. Right. Because that's the power of music. Yeah. It really is. And that's, I mean, I just think of it as how many great artists have been invited into that circle and, and truly, like you said, how sacred it is. There's no no better word to describe what that circle means. And especially 
I've grown up watching on TV performances of the Grand Ole Opry, mm-hmm. and that's been my biggest dream my entire life. And for me, it isn't. It isn't just like a oh, I'll take a picture sort of thing. It's very much like a I know the work that goes into it, and I've mm-hmm. seen those. And I was actually there, and I got to watch an artist take their first step into the circle oh, at wow. a concert, and it was it was powerful. And I couldn't help but come to tears with this artist as well because <laughs> I get it. You know, like that's something that's so sacred and beautiful that you want to put in that hard work to earn it. You want mm-hmm. to have deserved that moment. Yeah, I remember we were part of a business years ago that when you got to a certain level and in that business, they had um, a ring that you gotten. Uh, and uh, I remember when people get there, that they would be in tears. And some people don't get it because they're like, it's just the ring. And it's not about, right. it's not even about, it wasn't even about the value of the ring. It's about what that ring represented. It was about the, exactly. the, grind that they had to do to get that ring it was it was about the emotional moments the rejections the turndowns the um the not knowing if it was ever going to work it was those moments it's not the high moment it's it's the it's the moment where you're in your car and you're driving on that road and it's 2 a.m you're coming back from a gig and it's 2 3 a.m and you're and you're tired and you don't know if this is going to work, but it's a passion mm-hmm. you're striving for. You just believe that it's going to work. And it's the moment where you look in that mirror and you've got to ask yourself, do I keep going? But you do right. anyway. Because I'm sure you – and have you ever had one of those moments to where you were at you, – you, you just felt at the bottom mentally. You were drained. And you, you, you could take a fork. You could just say, you know what, I'll just go do a regular life. Or oh, yeah. I'll keep going this way. What, tell us about that. Tell us about one of those moments and tell us what, what, how would you keep going? I think, honestly, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person, especially through mm-hmm. all of this with COVID and everything that's about it. I've definitely had days where I've been like, you know, my industry is on a very much so a hard pause right now. And, and we yeah. aren't seeing mm-hmm. our steps being made. And I was supposed to be on the road, you know, I was supposed to be, in D.C. playing a show for the 4th of July, in Jersey Shore, I was supposed to be all over, and and realizing that I'm missing out on those opportunities that I was so looking forward to has been definitely tough, especially with this this strange pause and not really knowing when when we can press play again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's taken Mm -hmm. a lot to remember the reasons why I do it and to keep moving. For me, like we said earlier, it's that what if that moment of feeling like that and I also just I kind of like had a moment where I looked at this photo of myself when I was younger (laughs) singing into Mm -hmm. the Fisher Price Play School mic and I just kind of thought like not only do I owe it to that version of myself I also owe it to the version of myself now that said that that little kid could do it you know and it's it's something more than than I guess a moment and it, it is that what if but it's definitely feeling like that dream that I had as a kid is definitely yeah. worth not quitting. Now, I'm about to ask a question that you're, you're about the first person I've asked this to. Um, I, you, you just reminded me of that. I'm going to write it down again because I forgot to put it on the paper. Um, <laughs> but what would you tell your future self if you could oh, meet? Oh, man. Not, not your past. You know, because everybody asks, right. what would you tell your past self? 
What would you tell your future self? Oh, geez. Um, I think even just as simple as, like, to enjoy and remember all the little things. And and life is really short, so to just continue to to live life like that. Like, life is short, and there's really no telling when when that clock runs out. And I think that Mm -hmm. especially, but also just more so, maybe even as simple as do it for you. And yeah. to just keep rolling, and 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 I mean I don't know where I'll be at at this point or what age I'd be at this point, yeah. but just to remember that I'm worth it. I think that's an important yeah. reminder to be told sometimes. I love that answer. Um, like yeah. I said, you're, you know, you're the first person I've asked that to. So I just I remember somebody gave us this question a few episodes back, and I was like, you know, I like that, and you know what? I forgot to yeah. add it to it. I was like, oh, and when you talk <laughs> about the future thing, I said, oh, I, I can add that here because I forgot about it. <laughs> so I'm going to remember mm-hmm. to add hey, that Perfect. In. Perfect timing. <laughs> so let's – got two questions left, and we'll let you go. Let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say that you've heard him or her sing, and they're pretty good. they got something special, and this would be pre-COVID advice. And let's say that they've been on 30 stages. You know, they've not done a whole lot of shows yet, but they're getting there. And they got and they've gotten on stage, looked over the crowd, and the crowd's cheering and roaring for them. And they got what every artist says, that stage bug. And they feel like yep. they're in the right place for the first time in their life. And they come to you and they say, Darian, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Oh, man. I think even just as what I've been given advice on is to just take every opportunity you have to learn something new and to really grab onto it tight and to learn as much as you can. And really kind of what we said before is just really enjoy the moments and and ride Mm -hmm. your wave hard. Ride your wave hard because it's important just to really just push into what you want and if it's what you want for the rest of your life what's holding you back from starting now there's no reason to put it off till tomorrow I mean I think it's important just to go for it right now love that now as we come to the close here what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but they kind of never do oh geez (laughs) Oh, man, that I wish hosts would ask. That's hard. You know, everybody always asks, because everybody probably asks you, well, what's the question you don't like? I'm going the other way. Right. What's the question you wish people would ask? I think it'd be fun to learn more about artists and in a level of their personal life, not that they haven't already tapped into, but, like, a level of, and, and really what you've asked already, like, what makes you want to do it? What makes you wake up in the morning and decide that you want to continue to ride this wave and to continue to do your thing? I think it'd be really cool, though, to be asked, like, what you see in the bigger picture in a way. And and similar to what you said with the where do you see yourself in five years? But where do you see yourself, like, at the end when you've done your career and you've lived off that high and you're kind of settled back, where are you at and who are you with? That's good. Where do you want to be in 20, 30 years in? Because that's kind of where you're going with that is 
is when, when, when it's all said and done. I guess the best question would be, when it's all said and done, what is the message you want to send out? Oh, man. I think for me, I feel like everybody's message that they hone into changes throughout your life because obviously yeah. you have different experiences mm-hmm. and, and life can take so many different directions. And these last two years of my life, I've definitely been reminding myself, like I said earlier, that life is short and it's important to just live in your moment and to chase your dreams and, and to really, and as cheesy as it sounds, to chase your dreams. I know that everybody mm-hmm. kind of laughs at it and, and has their thoughts on that, but really just to chase your dreams and to just go for it. I think for me mm-hmm. in 20, 30 years, I would hope that obviously at that point I'd be like uh, 40, 50. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would hope that at that point to have probably settled down a little bit, but not too much. I think it's cool to be able yeah. to show that. I love seeing artists like Garth Brooks still kicking it and yeah. giving a killer show <laughs> mm-hmm. like they did when Barton. they were in their 20s. Exactly, exactly, and just yeah. still enjoying it. I think I've always wanted to live by an ocean, so I can know for sure that at that point I'd hope to be by an ocean. <laughs> and, you know, that's been my hardest part right there with this move to Nashville that we'll oh, be making has. next year. Both of us. Is mm-hmm. I bet I was, we live in Savannah, Georgia, so we're, you know, we're 30 minutes from the ocean, and, and we go down to Jacksonville, right. Florida a lot, you know, which is two hours away. We probably spend more time in Jacksonville Beach than we do anywhere other beach. Um, we just yeah. love it down there. And my hardest part make, to making this move next year is going to be leaving the coastline, but there's so much pl- positives that we feel like, okay, we can retire one day in Florida, but we know that next chapter of our marriage and our life needs to be Nashville. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I can almost agree with that in a way too, because my, ever since I was a kid, it's been Nashville, but it's also been like the ocean. I've always felt a tie to like lakes and bodies of water and stuff like that. It's always kind of been like my, my calm place where my brain yeah, exactly. finally lets itself kind of slow down a little bit. Um, so I think I can, I can absolutely relate with that 100%. So as we come to a close, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah, you can find me all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok nowadays, um, YouTube, and my website is com, and all of my socials are just at Lee. Love that. You know what? We enjoyed having you today, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I Seriously, this has been so much fun. Well, we're glad to hear that because I want to leave feeling like, you know what? It was not an interview. It was really just a conversation with a couple of friends. Yeah, I, and that's completely what I felt like, and I think that's really cool because as an artist, you kind of come into things remembering, like, your artisty things, but here it's just been, mm-hmm. like you said, a conversation with a friend, and I think that's really fun. Love that, and if we did that, we did our job. So you have a great that's day. That's right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. guys, you. too. Thank you again. All right, we'll oh, talk to you real soon. Oh, thanks for your time. Bye. Bye. Bye.